Kerry, home to some of the most creative, intelligent, culturally diverse and articulate people this country has to offer. Unfortunately, they were all busy. So, we got stuck with this lot. Recorded live in Murphy's Pub on Brandon Pier. This is the Murphy's Podcast. Cheers, 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 cheers Tony. Clink, 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 clink. This is episode 25. So we're on 25 20, now, yeah, yeah. No, 26. 26, 26. 26, yeah. So we're... Um, well, that's not too bad. Apparently, there's no one listening to any of them. No, nobody, nobody, nobody's ever heard of like. Uh, did you? I have to start off with the, the, the bad news from today. Oh, did you on. hear bad news on the way over? Did you? Did you stick on the radio at all? Because I didn't. I was, I was when I was driving here this evening. I stuck on the radio and I was like, the weather what? forecast. Not Sinead O'Connor passed away. What? Oh. Yeah. I did not hear that. Yeah, she's 56 years of age. Yeah, I don't know how, I don't know when, I don't know, like why or oh whatever. But God. yeah, so I was listening to uh, the last word in the way over there. Holy shit! I was like, they're like, oh, Sinead O'Connor. She was such an iconic person. I was like, what? Hold on, like started googling. I was like, yeah, and it was 15 minutes beforehand. Oh so my they, God, they, they that's mad. That's. Uh, have you ever gigged with her? I've never gigged with her, but I've got. I I, I, I know people who have gigged with her directly. Um, mm. I've um, worked with her a few times. Uh, lovely person, like just very gentle, soft person. Yeah, obviously, yeah. I mean, look, well, from what we've seen of her on TV and stuff and and, and reports and in papers and that, look, it's clear she kind of struggled with mental health issues. Yeah, and her her, her son died by suicide last year as well, as well, uh, which is, yeah, again, just... And, uh, yeah, I'd say there was was some kind of turmoil or suffering there for a long, long time. So, again, I'm making the assumption that it was she died of suicide, but... Who, who knows I don't know what happened that's very now here's an old give us an old clink to Sinead, Sinead. God bless a, a legend of the Irish music yeah. scene gone god I'm very another, sad to hear another that. one gone that's terrible yeah so on that, wow. ha- on that happy note sorry. god what a great way to start the podcast Tony <laughs> fair play to you boy I had to bring it uh-huh. up because it has to that kind of stuff has to be yeah yeah no no no. Um, so, so this year has been uh, obviously Sinead O'Connor yeah, uh, we've got Seamus Begley and Christy Dignam, which is yeah, so, and that's like that's within the last what yeah. six months. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so Gary, I'll watch your back, Gary. I'm just saying. Well, look, th- <laughs> I think when you get to our stage of life, Tony, you start taking note of all the people who are dying because right. we're getting closer to it ourselves. You know, oh, listen, don't tell me about. It. I was it, my 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 health thing went on again this week. I was oh, in the doctor's on. again on uh, yesterday, and I got genetic uh, blood testing done, which has gone off to France to be analysed uh, for uh, hemochromatosis. Because I got blood results back last is that week. The only place in the world where they do yeah, tests supposedly. For that? And and, and my doctor was saying yesterday. Well, it wasn't my doctor. Actually, it was my cardiac nurse. Uh, said yesterday that it's uh, they they don't like doing them. So like sometimes you'll send tests off to them and they refuse them and they say no no we're not doing it. How French is that? No, <laughs> couldn't be ours. No, we're just not going to do it. No, no, no. And uh, yeah, so they, they've gone off. A, a, it'll take probably about six weeks before. What I did get you it call back. it? Homotosis. Yeah, homotosis. Hemochromatosis. Hemochromatosis. Which basically means if I have that, I've got based my my, my body isn't processing iron and it doesn't get rid of it so it stores it in your organs which is bad because it stores it in your heart and in your liver and that's what gives you a heart and liver is, that, and that, is, that, is that connection to the wheat um, no and again I spoke to, the, to, to Fiona Barton as well and she I said listen I did this wheat testing but I did this allergy test for everything and I said it's after coming back with this uh, thing that I'm allergic to wheat so I've, I've gone uh, gluten intolerant diet and all that kind of stuff and she said listen have you got a problem with gluten? Like, do you feel bloated? Do you get sick? Do you? It's like, no, not really. <laughs> the only problem is I have with gluten yeah. is I can't fucking eat enough of it. But, but that, no, she said, so just just don't, just live the life. Unless you have a problem, don't start looking for problems, which is the best advice I've ever had. So right. just just do what you're doing. If you have a problem, then stop. And then. So on one hand, they're 
sending tests off to France. No, that's and because they're trying to figure out what's wrong with you. And then the other hand, they're saying you just do whatever you want, man. No, but that's a real thing. That is my uh, yeah, because I got the iron test back last week, and they were again. It's not through the roof, but they're high. They're higher than they should be. Sorry, uh, <laughs> we're so, so just we we're sitting we're sitting outside <laughs> the pier here. And the weather is not great. No, it's kind of drizzly and damp, and yeah. it's kind of windy and. Uh, Tony decided to bring some expensive waterproofing equipment. Listen, not he's using this blue, blue roll to, to wrap the, the, the recording equipment up. And here, in, as is, if that's is Niall happen. Murphy driving past. Niall, yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. So we we're sitting outside the pub anyway. tonight because uh, because it's a high season. Uh, the pub inside is packed, and essentially we can't get in. Even though it's raining outside, we decided we still did a podcast outside with electrical equipment, which probably isn't the greatest idea in the world. Uh, it's okay, it's batteries, not plugged up to the mains. Yeah, no, that's why I have my, my blue roll over the top just to keep the water off. And right, right. Just a, a gentle barrier. But the wind has calmed down now, and I think that I think it's going to get nicer. Oh, so what else have you been up to during the week you gigging? I was up in Belfast at the weekend, yeah, we did a, a, I did a double header with, with the two different bands I play with. Up, um, oh, that's right, you told us. Yeah, yeah, it was a good, yeah, cra- yeah. good crack. Yeah. Uh, that's my third weekend in a row up in the north. <laughs> And that before I need to explain, like that, I don't mean anything about being up in the north. I mean, what I mean is traveling from Kerry to get to the north yeah. three weekends yeah. in a row. Is a, it's is a long old trek, isn't uh, it? I was in, I was, I, so I basically I've done a, a fan across the north. I started off in uh, northwest Donegal mm. the first week. Second week I was in in kind of in the middle of it in Derry, and then last weekend I was in Belfast. But uh, I had good crack now. Yeah, yeah, good old, good, good old crack. B- before so. we go any further, we have to say that we have a guest tonight as well, uh, which is Ryan. Hello, Ryan. Ryan, you're very welcome along today. Is it Mahari's Conservation Association, or is that correct? Yeah, yeah, it is. It's Mahari's Conservation. Yeah, yeah. Yes, I got it right. I thought I was going to make a balls of it, to be honest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you came over. We're going to have a chat about kind of all the stuff that you guys are doing across the way in the Mahari's. I'll do my best to protect. To <laughs> Amazingness of the Maharis, I suppose. The tombolo, yeah. which is the Maharis, yeah. Tombolo, remember we had an issue. I told that you you that? Yeah, no, we, you did. And I was like, tombolo, is that not the thing you put things, numbers into in, in, a, in a raffle? I've no I idea. Like, no, that's a tombola. Remember that, we had is that we, not a tumbler? Tony, yeah. Tony, would, Tony wouldn't be that connected with nature now, in fairness. <laughs> <laughs> he, thought, um, he thinks there's ferrets swimming around ferrets here. Over there, so <laughs> we went out to Leary's Island one day and he, 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 he stung his little toe in a nettle and I thought we're going to have to call it the Coast Guard. Yeah, listen, listen, <laughs> listen. It took years of training to be that hard. <laughs> so uh, you guys are based obviously across... You're not from here though. You're No, a, I'm from the East Coast. Yeah, give us a little bit of your own history. Yeah, Where I'm are you from? from? Um, from Wexford. Originally, yeah. yeah, but from the coast in Wexford, just outside of uh, Kirklow, where um, Saving Private Ryan was made, so you've probably seen that. No, well, yeah. Um, and yeah, I suppose drifted over here in 2002. And, from um, Kirklow? Uh, yeah, pretty much, pretty much. Like I was in Dingle for probably about six months. Uh, and um, what was the attraction? What brought you over? Um, just the ocean and the clean living, really. Yeah. Um, like Wexford is was fast turning into a suburb of Dublin. Yes, and, yeah, um, totally. Yeah. And because it's a port town with Ross Lair, it's it's rough. Like it's it's not. It's beautiful. Like and it's it's everything's got its beauty, but it's not a very very nice place at all at all. Yeah. Uh, the ocean is dirty there. It's like yeah, um, it's, 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 it's more commercial and, and stuff. It's, isn't it? it's yeah. not even just shipping lanes. Like there's a lot. Like back in the day when we were learning to swim, my dad wasn't too happy about us swimming in the sea there because yeah. he saw in, in the in a very short period the decline in fish stocks, and it all corresponded with the Pollution. sort of the, the ramping up of Sellafield because Sellafield is a nuclear um, nuclear waste disposal processing plant. 
in, right. in Wales, is it? It's just North Wales, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So and that's the, affecting the east coast of Ireland, isn't it? Well, there was loads of stories in the mid-80s of like ships leaving with 20 barrels and only arriving with 5 barrels. So like, where did the 15 barrels go on the way, you know what I mean? It was like... <laughs> okay. Is this a conspiracy, right? Of course yes. it is, of course it is. There's nothing can back this up whatsoever, but uh, <laughs> the fish disappeared and... Um, yeah. and uh, yeah, it's just... Because it's, it's, this, 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 this place on like the west coast of Ireland, and especially this Dingle Peninsula, if you've travelled the world, and you, which I'm very lucky, you've travelled to a lot of beautiful places. When you arrive here after being in so many other places that that you can't really call home because yeah. you're not from there, yeah. when you arrive here and go, holy shit, look what we've got. This is just amazing. So. This is why I yeah, but you, my you, home you, here. you have a massive connection to the water. Like, I mean, you you, yeah. you do. You're highly involved in kite surfing and, yeah. and foil boarding and, and, yeah. and all the rest of it. So, yeah. it's, it, this is like a playground for you here. It is. It's it's my. It's where I work. I teach kite surfing and I teach winging and I teach foiling and and having like so many different beaches with so many different angles to work with with wind direction and swell yeah. direction, all that mm. sort of stuff. It's perfect. It's absolutely amazing. And like. When people come here from Europe and see it, they're blown away yeah. by there isn't yeah. more people doing it. Well, there's Mimi and Didi who are a Dutch couple that live, that yeah. just built up in Faha, and they're windsurfers, yeah. and they come over, and there's a whole load of Dutch people coming yeah. here, and they're blown away, but again, yeah. <laughs> pardon the pun, yeah. uh, because they're windsurfers, but they're blown yeah. away at how amazing the, 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 the landscape is totally. for windsurfing. Do you work, you, what, like, what's your day job then here? Oh, Jesus, at the moment, uh, since I've got two kids, I'm kind of like daddy on call, yeah. but then I do fit in, you know, I fit in kite surfing lessons and, training, and yeah. training and stuff like that and try and keep my own sanity as well and all that me and Ryan used to sell pizzas together yeah we're out of we had a good run that was that wasn't too bad yeah yeah it it could have been how did you it was good for me I don't know about you (laughs) 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 with Ned's in Ned's uh, was it 2015, oh, I, I think. Pete's the, the, the yeah, uh, yeah. Ryan had the big blue bus down yeah. in, down in Maharees. Did you have the blue bus as well? No, I had the bus. That was right. Was that I had the double decker bus. So there. is that where you lived? Is that part? Uh, no, I was living in Strad Valley at the time um, before, oh, excuse me, before I moved up uh, to the uh, top of the Maharees there. So. Um, yeah, it was just like I've done a number of different jobs around here trying to survive and stay yeah. here. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Never stop the horses. Do stop the horses dragging me away. Like. Know, yeah. Welcome to West Kelly. <laughs> yeah, totally. But that's it. That's a sign that you want to be here, though. Is um, is is the is the fight? Like you know, it's the struggle to to want to be here and all that sort of stuff. And I think like leading into that whole thing is is the fight and the struggle that we have now to try and actually maintain. Yeah where we are in the Maharese actually an area where we can live like so you know? that's what I was going to ask you're involved in the conservation yeah. association so yeah. what is the biggest threat for the Maharese because the Maharese if people don't know it's, it's like it's a, it's basically it's a sand slip that goes out from a peninsula yeah. so it's a peninsula but on a peninsula so it's, it's I'm sure it's like it's very it, it's it's very, very fragile. Yeah. Very fragile. Very fragile. So what's the most like? Is it is it rising tides or is it oh, is it just listen? It's pe- is it human? Is it yeah nature? yeah? It, it's a it's a multitude of things. It's the perfect storm. Yeah. Which is like what really started off the whole conservation group was, I think it was 2015 and really 16. They were storms. they were really 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 bad storms. Uh, yeah. Storm Darwin, I think, was the first yeah. one, and it basically it it was a super high tide, so full moon, spring tide, and it came in, it ripped into the dunes, and yeah. then the wind was so strong because it ripped into the dunes, it loosened all the sand, and the sand blew up on the road, and it was like the only road in and out of the Maharese was yeah. two or three foot deep in sand. Oh, so right. people basically woke up in the morning to go to work and Stranded. went. 
yeah. and couldn't go anywhere until either a tractor came along or uh, the council came out and, and cleared the road. Yeah. So at that point, I wasn't living in the Maharis at that stage. I was actually living in Strabelli still. But um, at that point, they were like, well, you know, help, help, help. Mm. But to the council, but the council are like, well, you know, you're living in a fragile environment. We don't really have much to do with helping you and all this sort of stuff. They can clear the road. But that's They'll clear the road, but like that didn't really help in the fact of we are, you know, we're going to see this again. And we did see it again in 2016. There was another super high tide and um, it actually came up into um, uh, Mahar Bay Cut. And some people know that as dumps as the surf spot. But Mahar Bay Cut basically breached up onto the road. Yeah. And and that was that in itself was purely man-made because there'd been so many vehicles myself Gary yeah, would have driven in there in our vehicles and then got stuck on the way out so ju- ju- just to paint the picture Ryan so so going back probably up to when did they close off access to the back beach for vehicles was it? yeah so the back the back beach I suppose is the opposite side of Sandy Bay that's what locals would have called the yeah. back beach and then yeah. Maharbeg cut is the is that sort of like you know that closest access to the road or close access to the to the beach, to the, to the from, beach the from the road. Yeah. Is that the one at Spillans? Is it? It's a, it's a no. Spans? That's that's the that's the uh, point gap. Point okay. gap is it's at basically the end of a the point on the Tambola that kind of I suppose narrows in to meet the road. Mm. There's a road that goes down the spine of the Tambola. Yeah, I suppose, yeah, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And at points of it, it's there's parts of the beach that are closer to the road than other parts. Yeah. And, and Maharabeg Cut will be one of them. But I was just explaining there that like up up until six seven years ago, we used to drive back, mm. and obviously look we missed not being able to do that but there was a very good reason for them stopping it because the traffic going back there was just wearing down all the dunes and then people camping and all, yeah. that, all that foot traffic and everything kind of kind of mm. um, wrecked the place really so they, yeah. they stopped it so sorry Ryan to interrupt but just to explain to anyone listening yeah it's, it's, it's such a vol- it's such a not volatile it is volatile mm. but it's also such a sensitive area the dunes are so sensitive and they're actually all private which creates a whole different array of problems by the because they're owned by, owned by farmers. They're owned by a commonage of farmers. Okay, and it's about yeah. seven, I think, six or seven. Because you see, there's a lot of cattle grazing exactly. stuff. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So in itself, they're actually, it's actually farmland. Gotcha. But they can't stop access over it. Well, they couldn't. You'd never be able but to stop people. Really. No, you yeah. can't. But you, you, you do have to maintain obviously some cop on. Yeah. And what happened was, was like the disposable world came along where you could buy a pop-up tent for like 15, 30 euros. People yeah. would come out in their, you know, whatever, come out in their 20s and 30s, have a great time in the dunes yeah. and then just go, I'm too hung over to just leave pack stuff up yes. and did either just fire it on top of the fire? Because I've been coming here like my whole life. Mm. Uh, like I used to go up and down, obviously up and down the dunes. sand dunes and yeah, stuff, yeah. Cause just, for, just to roll down them or whatever. Yeah. Uh, and we had parties, but I, I've never seen anybody leave stuff. I don't oh, know. Jesus, yeah. I've never... It, we we have pulled trailer loads. Happens of all the time. Really? Rubbish. What yeah. assholes! The, the, yeah. the, the worst case was the the crowd who actually filled their tent with their own rubbish and then set the whole lot on fire. And and uh, why would you even do that? Because look, there's people who come down here, unfortunately, and they're just not educated. They don't they don't care. They just walk away from it. They they've no morals or conscience. They don't give a shit about anything to do with environmentalism or or, or just being decent clean people like, you know? they're, they're, it's, just, it's just a it's a it's a one use society yeah. that's it like I can see I see the festival every time I go to a festival I'm yeah. disgusted by people yeah it's like when they walk away and they leave their full tent full yeah. of their rubbish because I used to live beside a, up in Stradbelly up in mm. Leash um, uh, for electric picnic and after mm. electric picnic yeah, I'd drive through because I'd walk my dogs up in the, the forest right beside it 
and it go up and there was just acres and acres and acres of just rubbish mm. and you see the bulldozers coming and following yeah. down just pushing yeah. it's like Jesus lads really are we still at that point that mm. you can't I thought we'd gone beyond that now at this point I thought mm. people had some sort of social conscience that you'd you'd want to clean it I think it's it, unless you're living in a place like this there's definitely disconnection between between you know your daily life and the use of single-use plastics and all that kind of, it's just not it's not on your register but when you live in a place like this you're kind of um, like when you're walking the beach and you see this pristine landscape and next yeah. you, you, you kind of notice rubbish and bottles and but coming from a city myself and we've spoken about this before like I have a massive appreciation now of how much water I use and how much waste I have because I live like with a septic tank now I have a well and I'm always I'm very careful of what I put on my garden I won't put pesticides or, mm. or weed killer in it because I know it's going to go straight into my well into my drinking water and I think that's the same directly kind of directly affecting your environment straight away and I, directly, I've never had it because yeah. from in a city I'm just like you turn on a tap to get water you flush mm. your toilet it goes somewhere yeah and it does is that something you guys do you try to educate people or is it, is it just a no we thing if you drive down the Maharese now it's it's not about education to a, to a certain degree it's not about education but it's more just sorry guys there's no wild camping down here now yeah I've seen signs for that I thought I honestly I because I'm as ignorant to it I thought that was a ploy from local businesses saying no wild camping you have to check into like a campsite you or can't check in no, we, don't, we don't yeah. have campsites oh, okay. they're full okay. they're full they're full this, for the season so it's just, capacity it's literally to save the landscape for the six to eight oh, yeah. weeks of the season which yeah. is what basically it is down here they are at capacity yeah and there is there is real real trouble trying to get any more campsites mm-hmm. uh, planning permission for campsites down there because they have yeah. changed a little bit in the Maharis which they've put in extra car parking places the free car parking which yeah. is great like again because yeah. it's not it's not enough to it's not it's still not enough to manage the the issue down there in the height of summer anyway. Well see we're we're only we're literally only just touching the surface. Mother nature yeah. will do what it wants to <laughs> yeah. do. Yeah. We, we'll, make a fool of it will yeah. do what it wants to do and we're trying to do everything we possibly can to stop our stupidity affecting its damage. Yeah. And that is trying to close off areas that are very, very sensitive to human traffic. And like it's something like if if a if marron grass is walked on six times mm. it dies. So marron grass is like the reeds, is it? Is that's the grass what, you that's see on sand dunes. Ho- yeah. That's what holes I'm, the very, dunes I'm really ignorant for this. No, no, good I'm question. From, I live in a city, I've, yeah. I've yeah, yeah, good I've question. Not a clue. But it's 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 the it's the it's the roots, <laughs> it's the binding structure of together, the dunes. So okay. that's what holds the sand of the dunes. So without that it just be it's a pile of sand that just blow away or whatever. Exactly. It loses all structure and just it's gone. Yeah, so the sand dunes like I said if, if it becomes a, a thorough way of people being able to get through it and they walk back and forth yeah. five, six, eight, ten times then the, the grass dies and then you're you're left with a weakening in the in the dunes so we've we've spent the last four summers five summers putting up a um, uh, sort of a, a hindrance to yeah. people which is which is called the um, uh, chestnut fencing the fencing, the fencing yeah, yeah. and like it's a we're doing it again tomorrow night actually and it's going to be horrific weather but it has to be done every year because if you don't you have the kids that come down along of course, and they're, they're running up and down yeah. and you know and it's just it, it just to stop people in the in the media sort of traffic areas yeah. getting up and down the dunes yeah my sisters and, and a few of my cousins came down and they, and they did the, the planting mm, the oh grass. great they, spent, they, yeah. they come down when they come when they have time off they'll come down and they spend like yeah. a weekend in and well this is also part Incredible. of the this is also yeah. part of the Maharese conservation it's about education as well yeah. so that we are putting 
on um, like bird walks, we're putting on heritage trails, we're putting on things that aren't just about the you know conservation of it, it's about the education, education of what this amazing location we have. And the only way to sort of potentially get funding or to get help from, let's say, the... the Environment, yeah. uh, environmental Protection Agency or even just the council to, to offer up some funds. Do to they help, help out? Yes and no. They're, 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 I suppose, having a huge battle with the whole Kerry coastline. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? We are just one small little element of it. And we are actually quite a small population up there. Small community, yeah. yeah. It's a small yeah. community. Like, you know what I mean? So, but I have if, to say, Ryan, though, it, it's, sorry to cut across, but it, it's, it's, it is getting a lot of attention, isn't it? And it's more and more, more yeah, and more. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Mar- Martha Farrell is like, she's, um, uh, I'm sorry, I'm not exactly sure, but I think she's a lecturer in in um, in Mewton, uh, in Chile, in, mm. inside in there, and she has done amazing work in the sense of getting different um, establishments and different um, uh, people on board to try and help and to try and get you know just more awareness and more information going about. Um, you know the trouble that we are facing and and like we like obviously I'm in the water all the time I love the ocean I I chase storms I look for I look for that maximum point of energy when storms hit and it hasn't happened in the last six, seven years eight years what what do you mean like just the the winds and stuff we just haven't we haven't had any storms so like a storm a storm system for us is sort of like um, if you look at the 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 isobar charts that Hector Pascal's it's like it goes down to like um, I think it's 790 or 760 or 770 or 740 and they're like 740 is a very very deep one and we haven't had that since 2016 normally they're coming in at like 840 870 so it's actually been very calm the last six eight years okay and so we haven't actually had any sort of test let's say to the rising you know the sea level is rising you'll see everywhere you look around there's more and more damage being done to the dunes and to the to the to the you know coastal communities Mm. so when the next big storm comes in and there is a big high tide there is going to be impact there is going to be damage so I, I even see there in Castle Gregory Beach which is in the Tralee Bay side of, of the Maharees Peninsula which is, is obviously way more sheltered than the, the Brandon Bay side but even if you drive down to Castle Gregory Beach car park the car park I, I remember going down there as a kid and the dunes like were way past the car park mm. yeah. whereas now you walk down and there's no dunes. Sometimes you go into it and the dunes are in the car park. Cause the, the, the <laughs> yeah. sounds just you, would, would you say? Like, would you? Would you guesstimate like twelve meters, fifteen meters? I would. Oh, I definitely say twelve or fifteen yeah. meters. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Yeah. And that's that's, that's in, in that's 15, in like a, that's twenty years, twenty year, twenty five years. Yeah. yeah, man. You know it's what I mean? Happening. So in it's another happening. fifteen year, another twenty five years, another fifteen meters. Like that car park won't exist. Yeah. Do well, that's it because they, they keep putting in those uh, the, the walls and around the Ooh, car park, yeah, yeah, yeah. and they just keep getting knocked over and disappearing, yeah, and yeah, yeah, which are yeah. big concrete brick walls, and yeah. you'd expect it to have some sort of protection, but then they just kind of go. But there's no gonna, foundations. Yeah. Well, it doesn't protect yeah. it no if it's sitting on if yeah. it's just sand, yeah. on sand. Yeah. Like, yeah. You know, I, I think there was a boo boo made up there the first time they didn't put steel or something into it. So, <laughs> do you reckon? Because I, I was I was going to buy a house originally before I bought over here in Drum. Uh, we were going. We were looking at houses in Castle Gregory and Maharees and stuff, mm. and we decided not to go at Maharees because I reckoned, and I don't know if you'd agree with me, that within the next twenty years, that'll probably be an island. There will be islands there, yeah. Do you reckon? Well, they were islands. Yeah, they it, were islands. It the, will cut the, back the, off the, again. Yeah. yeah, I don't. Listen, 
I've got a property there, so like I'm very yeah. realistic of what is probably coming down the road. You're probably on the highest point of the whole of the Marys, yeah. aren't you? Yeah. <laughs> you want yeah. it to be an island? No, 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 definitely not. We we are literally on the only real hill in the in the Maharis. Yeah. Um, and that's only like 12 meters up. It's not a, it's not that high. That's like, enough, though. You know, we're, we're 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 probably around nine meters up here, so it's yeah. like it's that much higher than we are here. But um, listen. In my kids' time, probably, I would say it'll be an island at high tide, maybe yeah. not low tide. So, like, your, your, your access point is going to... Your access to the, to the, to the sort of, let's say, the northern tips of it yeah. would be restricted at high tide. But at low tide, it'll still be fine. Um, and that, that is a, that's a case across a lot of countries. Like, you know, I know I visited some friends in Sweden and the, the sort of archipelago of islands out mm -hmm. there. They're like, you can get by boat most of the time. Yeah. But then if you want to drive in, you have to wait for the tide to yeah. pull out yeah. and they've only got yeah. tiny tides yeah. there as well so you're like we're used to five meter tide here and they're like getting excited about like three feet yeah. it's like just enough for a vehicle or four feet just yeah. enough for a vehicle to drive along the water but um it, possibly possibly unless like like there i don't think we're going to see any slowdown in in how fast the, the dunes are being pulled back all we can really do is is protect is, us there at the you, you, have, is, you yeah. have managed to reclaim quite a bit in the last even five or six years like it's, it's amazing, i like. i would i would say we have we have stabilized yeah. i don't think we've well, reclaimed well, reclaim is probably the wrong word yeah. stabilized stabilized is, yeah, yeah. Is, is what we've really only done and 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 stopped the um stopped the sort of main disruption of when a when there is a windy event yeah, yeah. we're not getting disrupted by it as much and that's the effort that we're putting in with the with the chestnut fencing and, and that sort of stuff but once that event happens then all that hard work is taken it's away it's taken away, it's yeah. taken away. That, that, yeah. like one or two really really heavy storms like we had back in those days it'll mm. be interesting to see how how, yeah. how it holds up that, that was only actually two storms yeah that was, was actually only two storms and that that they yeah. they just caught they they coincided with an extremely high tide and very very heavy rainfall very very heavy rainfall and if you ever walk along the very tip there of gary william you'll see there's actually inroads into the into the into the fields and those inroads didn't happen by waves they actually happened by wind and rain all right okay. they were literally it was like it was battered for probably 48 hours 72 mm. hours and it just they just literally just crumpled drilled crumpled it, it drilled, drilled through it and crumpled it never mind the sand and the grass and all because mm. what wildlife is out in the Maharis is there uh, a lot of migratory birds yeah. uh, a lot of toads because um, we did meet on the sea safari we met a couple of guys from the University of Cork wasn't it that's right yeah they were they were, they were studying the Arctic um, turn <laughs> there yeah. you go yeah, so yeah, yeah. see at least one of us pays attention yeah, yeah. Hey, well, yeah, I got fifty percent of the name right. What are you talking about? Arctic something. I thought you were going to claim seventy there. The I didn't Arctic. get a chance. I thought you were going to claim seventy there, Gary. Birds. The Arctic. Yeah, so, yeah. But the same thing. There's, there's, there's still quite a like a. It abundant wildlife in the Maharis as well, is there? I wouldn't say it's abundant, but we do have we do have like migratory birds. Like I said, they stop off. We're very important. Um, lots of rabbits. Uh, there is yeah, the, rab the rabbits. The rabbits, rabbits coming back. Rabbits coming back. Um, and like you know, you, you have nesting birds there that are you know very very dependent on coastal areas to yeah. reproduce and stuff like the tern. The yeah. tern is, is phenomenal. Um, but like having, I suppose you know, there's, there's heavy enough. Like you see, you see that whole area. It is quite heavily farmed. You know, there there is cattle on it 24 seven. Yeah. And if there isn't cattle on it, there's horses on it 24 seven. Yeah. And like you're, it's a very hard thing because you need to you need to keep everyone in 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 you know. 
not. There's, there's people down there making a living off the, off that land. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so you're trying to balance these people that relationship that, that relationship yeah. and, and trying to preserve the place and, mm. and maintain there's the place there's some great thoroughbreds out in Maharese yeah. there really is yeah, yeah. yeah. well it's because ama- it's, it's limestone it's yeah. amazing where, where the limestone areas are that, that is what produces the best grass yeah and uh, whatever the mineral to never mind grass like Maharese carrots and yeah. potatoes are yeah. some of the nicest I've ever eaten anywhere yeah they're delicious like yeah. especially the carrots are crazy it's a, it's a special place like for anyone who hasn't been to the Maharese it's it's, it's beautiful but it's also grown you'd worry about it it's, but it's grown yeah. another fact it's grown in popularity so there's there's more and more people come to visit especially mm. like like when I was 17, 18, 19 surfing in the area there was probably only there was probably 20, 30 lads mm. that I knew who did a bit of surfing and that was it like, yep. whereas now every second car on the road has surfboards on the roof and they're seeking out places like this mm. and so that you, your traffic and footfalls increasing which obviously doesn't help I think one of the one of the big issues down in Maharese is just the infrastructure isn't there to hold the amount the volume of people that come of course, there as you were saying there's nowhere anywhere to stay and you can't park because you know there's yeah. no B&Bs in the Maharese it's a series oh hold on a second oh, series lovely. business here yeah. pints have just arrived cheers thank you so much thank you thank you thank but you thank you nice Ross thank you thank you Ross on, on, on that topic it's, it's not just Maharese Ryan like the whole of this well particularly the Casa Gregory say between Akashla, Casa Gregory Strabley Maharese yeah. it's so poorly serviced for accommodation yeah. the only accommodation available is to people who want to rent a holiday home for a week or buy one or buy one or buy one or blow-ins yeah. no but, but for your weekend visitors or, yeah. or independent cash. travellers who want to come down here and yeah. just spend a weekend here there's nowhere totally for them to cash. stay it's yeah. an absolute disaster yeah. but as I was saying like, it's, it's, it's not, not a good thing no, no. It's, not if, it's not if you're no it's not, not a good not thing not if you've got eight weeks of a season yeah, yeah. that's no. it like, it's, not if you've got eight weeks if, if you like, if you open this one and it, it turned into Wexford, it turned into Cortex. But it's not. No, it's, it's never not. going to turn. We're not close and enough to the big no, cities maybe, for but, that but, to happen. Could you like, if there was an extra ten thousand people here a year, would there not be? Would, they, would the sandus not be fucked? Would, they, would no, they, no, 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 because no, you, wouldn't. You'd, you'd have you'd have more money in the area, in the area. so the council would look at it as a more of businesses a, would invest in. in yeah. Do you think so? Absolutely, I reckon they get ruined. No, 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 no. no. Completely not. No. Rising tide raises all boats. At the end of the day, Tony, right? If you look at Castle Gregory now as a village, there's rumours that there's another pub closing down in oh, September, right? No. That's down to one pub in the village, which is an absolute disgrace. Just, yeah. for, for a place that's a seaside village in a place like this yeah. is just insane. And and one of the reasons, and I've been saying this for years, and I'll stand by it till the day I die, is the lack of accommodation. And I know where you're coming from, Tony, but you have to remember, this is a seasonal place. I'm sorry, I'm being devil's advocate. Yeah, no, absolutely. I'd, I'd love to have more people here. Absolutely. And I love people coming down. But, like, people it, visit, it, but it's, it's not counterproductive, though. No, because it, it's not like we have like amazing weather 10 months a year and the next thing, apartments going to start popping up we're only ever going to have Gary eight, eight or we don't even have amazing weather for one month of the year we're outside doing a podcast in the rain <laughs> but the, but the point but is people don't come here for the weather yeah. they come for the crack exactly but my point the point I'm trying to make is that if even if we had a hotel in the area and 10 B&Bs in the area we're still only going to be busy for those 8 or 12 weeks True. but we're just going to be busier and people might might make no I, 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 the season you, you yeah. have shoulder periods yeah. and, and, and whatever but without that offering it's very hard to put on any events down here yeah. like festivals there or, you go. or, or there anything you, go. you can't yeah. do anything because there's no beds for people because you're relying on camping yeah, yeah. You're you're and but if, if let's say you know just like you're saying devil's advocate let's say they did put a hotel up somewhere down here bed capacity 300 then you've got like weddings, weddings you've got like yeah. Yeah. everything comes into play then festivals, yeah. whatever yeah. absolutely yeah, yeah, yeah. it just it changes 
it, it changes the opportunities for people yeah. in the area. Yeah. yeah. No, time. I don't think people are the problem. People yeah. are not the problem. It's it's really just having having some way of saying this is where you walk and this is where you don't walk. Yeah. And 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 making sure because we have to also do. I don't know. Gary explained to you, but like because of that sign saying no camping yeah. for. I haven't actually done it this year, but like last year, you have a roster of locals that have to go and knock on windows of camper vans and when people are setting up tents yeah. before they start drinking and before it gets too late we have to get in there and say listen it's actually illegal you are not allowed to camp here what if sort of authority not, have you got do, for that though if you do not move yeah. we will ring the guards yeah and will the guards move and people? the guards have to come okay. and move them yeah and if they've been drinking you have to stop drinking and okay. within two hours, that's out of your system and you can drive. Yeah. And get out of here. Oh, you're fucking some Superman. Why are you coming in here telling me I can't be coming down yeah. here? Well, you have been, but not anymore because unfortunately people disrespected it. And when too many people disrespect, then everyone has mm. to pay the consequence. Price. Like, you know, Absolutely, yeah. I, I totally get where it's coming from, yeah. but yeah, it's just... Okay. It's just one of those, it's one of those awkward scenarios where you want people to be here, but we don't have anywhere for them to go. Yeah. You know, yeah. which is... Unfortunate. Yeah. So is this, we're going to go on Dragons Den, and this is our pitch. Yeah. We're gonna. So we're, we're going to pitch for a hotel in the Maharis. The pun. We're about to be. <laughs> 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 but, but if, if there's any rich American investors that, that just happen to be listening to this, and I know I know some people <laughs> are cursing me, but just come to to, to to the to the Gold Coast on the Dingle Peninsula or the North Shore, as we call it. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> Gold Coast. That's and, okay. Uh, the, the, the Misty it's Coast. Aspirational. Yeah. There's, there's, uh, yeah. And build a nice little nice little tasty boutique hotel that fits in with the landscape and the environment and uh well, it wouldn't be in the yeah. maharis no 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 not the, it doesn't it have to be, be in the maharis it would be it would be north it would be it could like be up strad valley or we've got the harbour house hotel up and the, yeah, the fitzgibbons guest, guest house, guest yeah. House, yeah, yeah, could, yeah could that not be developed into a hotel like it's in a, it's a it nice could, part actually, of land yeah it, it could it, of course of course it could but it's so somewhat it's elevated it is that is actually the prime spot that is the prime spot absolutely yeah but it's someone's family home so yeah it's also a business though they're not they're very business yeah, but we need an investor. We need someone who come in here and could drop a couple of million, and they're not sweating that they're going to get it back in the next ten years. Do you know what I mean? Someone who can afford to make that investment and is willing to to, mm. to, to wait the time because yeah. it's going to cost. You're talking millions to put something like that in, in a place like this. Never mind here. I don't think there's a hotel between here and Tralee, is there? No. Well, listen, there's, there's, there's the listen, dingle, listen, listen to this, right? And I've 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 counted this myself. Once you go over the Blenderville Bridge and hit the Dingle Peninsula. There is only one bona fide hotel on the whole peninsula. When I say bona fide hotel, I mean one that has a leisure centre, swimming pool, a proper hotel facilities that we're all familiar with. Mm-hmm. And that's the Skellig Hotel yeah. in Dingle. Yeah. yeah, which is a great hotel, by the way. It's a fantastic I mar- hotel. I got married there 10 years ago. Next month. Yay! <laughs> but my point is, in a place like the Dingle Peninsula, that is absolutely insane. Yeah. You go down to Inchidoni. Down, yeah. down outside Clonic Hill, there's a five-star hotel down there. Yeah. You go up to Dune Bay in West Clare, yeah. you've got the Trump flat. No, I'm not saying we want those things here, but all I'm, I'm just using it as examples of these places that are just as isolated as some people think we are. But yeah. they have these, they have this infrastructure in place, and for some reason it just happened hasn't happened on this I side. I love the way we're, while we're talking about this, the wind is picking up and the rain is coming. In. It's no. like you're not, we're not selling it with the sound effects in the background. I know, this but one. it's still, still absolutely amazing, beautiful. Like, I, I actually love colors, this place. The colours you're looking at across there, are just like you could you couldn't make them. But I, I love this place when there's a storm as well. I love yeah. this place when it, when there is the heart because I'm here all year round and mm. in the middle of winter and there's a. a Big storm comes in and it kicks the crap out of the place. Mm. It's beautiful. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. during the summer, it's paradise when it's when the sun comes 
down as 20 degrees gorgeous it's funny, it's funny myself and a couple of my friends like we always joke about like we we survived the summer and we lived the winter that's, yeah that's the way we are here and that's one of the reasons why I'm here like you know it's it's having having that sort of you know playground in the winter time when it is quiet you know what I mean because like even just if we try and go from the Maharese to Casa Gregory you have to add on another six minutes this time of year like yeah. you know it's like between the cyclists and the walks and or for, walkers and all that sort of stuff but, but for people who think that the place would get too busy if there was a hotel in the area or whatever that's no, absolute no, nonsense no, it's it nonsense is, yeah. you're still going to have the place to yourself probably for, for six to eight months of the year at least mm. yeah um, you know so you're just talking about boosting business for, for that key time of the year that, that, and employment that gives, employment yeah, it creates employment, employment in the area like it's there's so many benefits from it. but anyway that's that's not the Maharis conservation that's a whole different ball game but that's one of the reasons why we had to we had to sort of clamp down on the camping and it broke yeah. my heart because I spent I spent I'm not going to say how long but I spent a very very long time in a tent in the Maharese <laughs> yeah in the Maharese and I <laughs> and, always bring it down don't you I'm sorry. And, and I fell in love with it and I, I said this is where I want to be you know but I couldn't at that at that time I didn't really even look for accommodation because everyone I talked to was like oh you can't get it you can't get it there's not a chance you can't find a, you can't find anywhere to rent and it wasn't like I basically st- everyone can do their maths but I spent May until October in a tent in the dunes yeah until the sort of holiday season kicked out and then there was a house to to stay. then there was yeah. a house I bounced around yeah. 14 different houses yeah. in the Maharese and Castle Gregory area yeah. um, in the space of about five years six but that's years. standard practice down in the Maharese yeah, though when totally. people people have houses they live in houses during the year yeah. and then there's a particular campsite yeah. the, well, the mobile home site that's only residents of Maharese <laughs> that, yeah. and they all go to that place and because they rent out their houses because yeah. if they rent out your house during the summer you'll pay your mortgage for the year Yes. So it makes more sense. You move out for your three months. You move yeah. into your caravan for three months, and you move back into your normal house during the yeah. year. And that's again, yeah. then all of a sudden, it all pays itself off. Which yeah. is, which I think that's brilliant. Yeah. I love the idea of that. Yeah. I'd hate to have to do it. Yes. But it's a great idea if you yes. if you if you want to have a mortgage paid off for you over yeah. a, a period of time. I still feel very because my family still come down on holiday and they find it very hard to rent places yeah. again because they're gone like you've got a book a year in advance to rent a house and they've got families and kids and they need yeah. to they can't just go down and yeah. drive into a campsite and hope they can get a place because yeah. they have to have the kids settled and their places to stay but I don't know what the solution is for it I'd hate to see more campsites in the Maharese because it'd take away the aesthetic beauty of the place I don't think so I think there is so many corners of the Maharese that are that are sort of just under agriculture at the moment yeah and they're probably they're 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 making a wage from it but they're probably not doing you know amazing of course not you know they're not they're not making a wage from it whereas a campsite they would probably do pretty damn well but if they went in for application for it they would be shot down i'd take my hats off to anyone who wants to try and put a campsite out there or or you know camping for for more for more people to come because that's all we want camper vans yeah all all we all we want and camper campers are actually great because they generally are very respectful yeah Yeah. you know they take everything with them they take everything with them they you know they have they're very low impact You, you see them rolling away and there's just four little spots there where the wheels were and yeah. that's it like you know and the camper thing is reckless in the area isn't it it is it's so sad it's imagine so sad. driving to this like I, as you know i've got a camper van i travel around it quite a bit in it but like obviously because i'm from here i know the yeah. places where you can go and where you can't go but like i just think of the people who've rented a camper van they drive down to this place you know they might 
travel from Europe or whatever and after spending yeah. a thousand quid twelve hundred quid to rent a camper and they arrive and in twelve hundred euros in, uh, in ferry costs and diesel yeah. and everything to get and here and, the, and, and they see a big spe- black saying feck off but like the most spect- one of the most spectacular yeah. places you could have ever ever visit yeah. and there's nowhere for them to park yeah. well not on the Maharese but you can park on you can park on the on the beach you, you can, can you if can, you know about it. If you know about it. But yeah. what I'm saying is that they don't have. There's there should be, there should be many points along here where okay, there's two two places here for a van. Yeah. There's three places over there. Yeah. The, like there's zero infrastructure. Here's where you drop your rubbish off. Here's where you drop your waste off. Like, exactly. Like you leave Tralee, there is nowhere. Yeah, there's nowhere. No. Nowhere. Yeah, yeah. You have nowhere. to carry. Every, if you want to spend a week on the Dingle Peninsula, you either have to spend the week. Like stuff and keeping hold of your rubbish until you get off the peninsula, or else sneakily putting it into public bins, and no one wants to be doing that. No. To get away from all the conservation stuff, uh, can we talk a little bit about windsurfing and kite surfing and mm. foils? So, what is it you do? Like, what's your what's your passion? What's your um, what's, what do you do? My passion is just the ocean and just tapping into the energy, whatever yeah. whatever that energy so is on a given day. Foil surfing—that's the one with the. So foil surfing starts <laughs> starts off with um, with a. Um, basically a board with a, a long mast underneath it which yeah. is kind of it's about three inches thick uh it can be up to like uh three foot long yeah and then you have basically if you can imagine the shape of an eagle or the shape of a seagull wings. on the bottom of it wings on okay. the bottom of yeah. it Go and on. that creates lift like an airplane creates lift it creates lift under the water because i've been watching a french guy in the bay here in brandon for the past couple of days okay. and he's been on, he, he's been on the board i don't know what it was but he gets onto the board though and he uh he, he kind of bounces up and down yes and his up and down bouncing makes him go faster and higher Okay, yeah, so he's, he's pumping. He's, he's pumping, pumping. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So pumping is like it's a it's a sort of a sine wave with the with the foil, and the foil basically as it goes down it creates lift, and yeah. as it comes up it creates lift. So you're basically maintaining that flow. Same same as you like your heart rate goes up and down and up and down. It looks it, brilliant, crack. It's 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 black magic. And he's flying like magic. he was flying around the bay. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. he was he was actually teaching somebody because I, I was, when I was don't watching, be fooled, Tony. It's quite I'm, difficult. I'm going to make it. I'm going to have a go at making a ball. Was, 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 was it electric foil? No, no. He was. It was all manual. Getting onto the board was seemed to be because he was teaching some other lady how to do it. Wow. And like, as I was watching him doing it. I was like, "In my turf." He was teaching someone on my turn. He's French. Jesus I'm sorry, Christ. He was there. Where, Where is he? Did he, get, did he get his number? That's he's behind you. <laughs> Ooh, la, la. Get him. But, uh, I'll go bottle him. But when he was out, he was flying around the bay and he looked really yeah. like effortless. And then he was teaching this lady how to do it. And I, I did wonder how they got onto the board. How, how, how did you start? Get up on foil to start with? He, they, they started just on the slip there. And basically they put the... the they ran and jumped They ran off. and jumped onto it and got it going up and down. And then they were oh, flying yeah, around yes. the bay. It was That's called dock starting. Incredible. Like yeah. just, and they did they have something set up here to do it? Or did no, it was just, just him and his, his friend. There was just wow. two of them, and he he told it. She jumped onto, he'd let go, and she'd start kind of going up. And she didn't do as well as he did. Obviously, yeah. she, she was learning. I think we should do we should do a podcast of a. a would, you, would you be up for doing a, a foil board lesson with me and Tony for the yeah, podcast? Definitely. Because I would just love to see Tony in the water in a wetsuit, to be honest. Just for the laugh of it, like. Yeah. I'd love to see you pumping a foil board. Yeah, it looks good crack, though. Honest to God, you actually start on this massive big board, yeah. and like, the only thing you can think of is Aladdin on a magic, magic carpet. Yeah. yeah. That's what it looks like. Yeah. It, it feels like it, it looks like yeah. it. It's literally just like someone hanging on to it, because you're like, 
the way I teach it, you, you learn behind a boat or behind a jet ski or whatever, and you get up on foil first on your knees because, believe, like, you've surfed, Gary. And so, yeah. you you know, when you're connected to the water, there's a motion there. You can feel the, the rails and all this stuff. When you come up on foil, everything goes quiet. It's different, yeah. That's... And the speed and everything. So, for you to do that standing the first time is quite a lot. It's quite a, you know, sensational. Sensation. Yeah. Whereas when you do it on your knees, the goal is, it's like when you're taught to ride a bicycle or anything like that. No, you just learn how to stop it. Okay. So you learn how to stop the foil coming up. So you have to... Sorry, there's a massive dog fight going on, supposedly. <laughs> you have to learn how to bring the foil up and then bring it back down again. Because if you can't learn how to bring the foil back down again, it comes up and just keeps coming up and then does a thing called breaching, which is where it aerates at the top and you just get bucked off. Yeah. So so you when, on your knees, it's very easy to do that because you can feel it coming up and you just lean forward. But the most impressive thing is about this guy pumping going through the water and he was flying like... He did really, was going really, really quick and it was quite high in the water. But then he'd just stop and just sail. And he'd stop and he was just... Coasting Ryan, along, Ryan, I was just wow. That's cool. Wing? No. No. Okay. Ryan's very, very uh, modest. You, you were uh, semi-pro kite surfer as well. Yeah. Is that correct? Yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah. So you, I would say a pro. Oh, pro. <laughs> well, not that modest. <laughs> I like it. Yeah. Now you're talking this shit. Yeah. Well, I got paid to kite surf for a while, and they yeah. paid for my travel and stuff. So. So are you, you done know. with kite surfing now since you've discovered uh, foilboarding? Uh, no, I still think kiting is king in waves for sure. Right. Um, foiling is amazing summertime. It's amazing for windy days when the waves aren't up. But as soon as you have a wave of consequence, foiling is very expensive and very dangerous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So, so what, what, what kind of wave size are you talking about with foiling? Anything over sort of nipple to shoulder high, like, you know, really? yeah, it, not much bigger than that. Okay. That's when it's amazing fun. And for me, for kite surfing and anything below triple overhead, I don't, it's not boring but I've just done it a lot yeah. and it doesn't really you know spark the adrenaline gland enough or yeah, you know absolutely. squeeze it enough so I like to have I like to have it in a sense of having kite surfing there when the day when it comes up and it's powered up and everything is good yeah. and then foiling see see obviously I reached a level in kite surfing where for me to learn something new it's very, very hard. I've definitely done 10,000 yeah. hours in it. It's yeah, just, it's, yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's yeah. a fact. 23 years at it, like, so it's, Can you it's do a long old foiling time. on lakes? Oh, God, yeah. It's actually faster. I was going to so say, because we camera, this, like. This mightn't yeah. blow, uh, it's not so much calmness, but this might might blow your mind and might not blow your mind. But if you if you think of wind, like this wind we're feeling here now at the moment, is it's not the true wind, but it's this wind coming across here. It's probably around maybe 12 knots. Yeah. 12, 13 knots, because we're not seeing any little white caps on the water or anything like that. So it's, it's maybe 12 knots. The record for a kite foiler. So a kite foiler is a kite surfer on a foil with this massive 18 meter, uh, 18 feet meter um, kite. Um, very, very short lines. They're only like 20 meter lines. The, the, the record speed for that guy in the water in sub 10 knots, so that's 10 knots and less, yeah. is 38 knots. Oh, right. 38 knots yeah. is so fast. If you can imagine... That's a speedboat. That's a, that's a rib speed. Kind yeah. Of. yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Ribs will top out at like 40, yeah. 42. That's in 10 knots and below. Nice. Because the, uh, the, the lake, obviously, like you said, is calmer, yeah. but it's also, it's not, uh, it doesn't have as much friction. Yeah, there's no the fresh water. There's no, no the fresh water yeah. is, is, has less resistance. Salt so is, salty water has more resistance in it. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it's grittier. It's got more bits in it, yeah. so it's got more... Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. 
or bite yeah yeah so so you can like it's having a foil and having all those sort of things and all those little toys to play around with are you know it's just part of the facilities of living here yeah like I don't if I wasn't a kite surfer I wouldn't have been here yeah like you know I'm not like I left Dingle because I just couldn't sustain the pace there even though yeah. Dingle isn't like a you know crazy fucking New York metropolis yeah but like the the social scene there is pretty pretty it's hardcore, hardcore like yeah. you know what I mean so like I was like I'm, I'm either going to kill myself by 30 or I'm going to get out of here and I just came over the hill and I was like oh wow this is cool and I'd only ever been in the Maharese once before that when I was like 16 15 or 16 so um, it was just so nice to come over here and spend time there and just like you know you just it either works for you or it doesn't sorry it's either for you or it's not and you know well, it was it for is me because you've ended up living here on that happy yeah. note listen lads thank you very much yeah, for yeah. Long oh, yeah. Uh, Ryan that was cut off very quick I've got to edit all this shit I've got to put up a chicken thank you so much Ryan thanks a million just one last word um is there any way if anyone did want to help or support the Maharis Conservation Group is there is there Facebook page um, there's a website I think there's a website linked through the Facebook page but that's the best thing you can do is uh, go on the Facebook page and just you see the you see the little trays in the Mahar- in um, in a lot of the, the businesses around uh, Castle Gregory you can you can donate directly into the chucking cash chucking yeah. cash yeah. so if anyone's listening to this and you would like to help the conservation of the beautiful Maharese then uh, yeah check Maharese out the Conservation yeah. Association yeah. and there yeah. are days as well where we do go planting marine grass and we definitely go plant uh, we definitely go doing the um, chestnut fencing and it's you know it's hard work it gets a Gets yeah. the old uh, sweat up, and it's, um, it's like it's so beneficial. <laughs> Murphy's podcast are going to join you w- one one day for it. We might go down and do a podcast down there, and uh, when they're they're uh, doing the fencing, and uh, sounds like a plan. Cheers, cheers, cheers guys. Thanks. Thanks.